Today on Gamerhead Radio, there's not a lot of news because E3 was last week, so you get to hear about our favorite games as console generation. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I am, of course, Viking Jesus Mike Nemitz, and to my side is the ever-trusty barnyard animal goat. Yep. And uh, if you didn't... What the hell am I stuck on here? Oh, it's a bag of shit. Okay. A bag um, of cords you bought me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So if the intro didn't give it away, um, and as we actually both kind of expected, um, the, the week after E3 is traditionally a very, very slow... Um, Newsweek. Yeah, well, I wonder why. It's like they, they you know, just shot everything all over us last it's, week. It's yeah, it's like they just kind of threw up all of the news last week. Yeah. Um. So so we as a result we don't have much to talk about except for Microsoft doing their whole Xbox One Eighty. Yeah, thing yeah. With, you know, I like that. That's a good title. Whoever I, came up with that needs a like a milkshake or something. <laughs> milkshake. Okay. I, I'll I'll uh, I'll claim responsibility if it means I get a milkshake. <laughs> Um, yeah, but then there's boys in your yard, and I, yeah. <laughs> and I'd have to charge. I think that's how it goes, right? I, I, maybe. I, 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 maybe. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, so th- that Xbox thing happened. They're not doing DRM anymore, but you've probably heard about it by now. So, and if you haven't, wow! I what applaud rock you. Are you living under? Um, they're living in a tent in wyoming on a stick. also under a rock is the tent <laughs> under a rock yeah, the tent Can is a rock <laughs> the tent is a rock that's okay then um their horse doesn't get wi-fi <laughs> that poor horse um so goat what did what did you play this week uh this week what did i play this week? oh i finally finally got the 10 minutes to finish lego city undercover what what did you think of well actually maybe we shouldn't ask what you thought of the end be vague about what you thought about the ending it was a Lego ending, and it was fun. Awesome. I'll take I'll take that. <laughs> and now, that. I'm steadily, now that I have the 19.1% of the story completion done, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been wandering around. You, and, you're finally letting your f- open world oh, yeah. uh, ADD kick yeah, Like the, today, I was wandering, and I've, I, I was just wandering around seeing how bad it is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty intense, so I'm going to start doing it, like, section by section. Because there's enough to keep me occupied for several hours, if days, in one area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, and then tried out The Last of Us. I got about halfway through it, and just eh, it's too stereotypical. It's just it's real dark, real dry. Real... See, I'm not the only person that wasn't sucking on its nuts. Yeah, I just <laughs> like I started. I was like, sweet, it's a good game. I'll play it. I'll finish it eventually. But like, I don't need to right now. I'm like, yeah. yeah. What was missing for me was like. I like the snarkiness of like Uncharted. Yeah, this one was it, like it's, a, def- it's definitely like a darker tone. Well, like this more one, yeah, this one like almost, it was almost like watching a documentary. There was nothing. It was just like okay, and we do this and we do that. I'm like, all right, okay. I need a little like break up to the yeah. seriousness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so cool. Um, I I gave uh, Metro 2033 a shot. I won't be giving it any further shots. Um, no. Because it, it's it, it's a, a 
decent game, but I got pissed off that I, I got I got to you didn't play the original. I know you played Last Light. Yeah, you know? yeah. yeah you... We split the we split the uh, the pain oh, out of Metro. <laughs> Um, so I, I got to this part where you're supposed to like be above the surface and apparently everything's poisonous or something. So you need to put on a gas mask. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm, so I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Um, well, it's post oh, I know. And, 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 but here, here's the thing. Your gas masks only last so long until you can't, you need to take it off because it doesn't yeah. work anymore. Um, but the problem with that is I, I, I couldn't figure out where to go. Like, I got to this part where there's this giant flying thing that I assumed I needed to kill because it was attacking me. And so I killed it, and then I'm looking around trying to figure out where to go, and I pull out the compass, and it leads me to this place that's got, like, death radiation. Um, and, and I couldn't figure out where to go. So I, I'm wandering around, and I went through all 15 of my gas mask filters because I couldn't figure out where the fuck I was supposed to go. And wow. so and so and then it would start me back at the checkpoint right yeah. before I killed the thing. So I was just like, great. So I get to choke to death again. I'm yeah. I'm not doing this. Um That's basically how the second one went for me. I got to a point and I was just like, fuck it. Nope, it's lost its luster. Fuck it. <laughs> I haven't figured out what to play yet because I don't want to jump right back into a handheld Zelda game yet, but I think I'm gonna replay LA Noir next. Nice, um, nice. Or at least part of it, because it was it was a good game. Anyway. Um, you got this, bro? Yeah, I'm just double-checking. Okay. okay. Oh, there, there, there you go. Yeah, you're right yeah. there. Um, so now that you know what we've been up to, let's, uh, get into a really soft show today. <laughs> Okay, so since there wasn't a uh, ton of news this week... There was one piece of news. There was one piece of news. Quit pound playing to, it. To be fair, it was a large piece of news, but... It you should know, have been news to begin with. It, Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Goat and I figured we'd do we'd, a little bit less intense show, a little bit less critical, actually possibly more critical, depending on how you look at it. Yeah, whatever, we're just kind of hanging it out there, going a different direction, because <laughs> one of our sections is dead. Yeah, pretty much. Um... So, since the current console generation with the Xbox 360, the PS3, and the Wii is coming to a close, uh, we thought we'd reflect on the last seven or eight years and try to figure out our each of our top five games um, of the past console generation. Um, so, I'll, I'll uh, begin here, which, I, actually, I, I didn't, it wasn't as difficult as I thought it would be, because I already came up with a top, um, a top ten uh, games of all time list for me, yeah. and so I literally I pretty much just picked through there, and I'm like, okay, there's this one and this one, and all these. Oh man, all of these are on the current console generation. This is awesome. <laughs> dun, 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 and it's my top five. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so coming in at number five for me on uh, PC, Xbox 360, and PlayStation 3 is Castlevania: Lords of Shadow. Um, of course, uh, published by Konami and developed by Mercury. Steam, Mercury Stream, whatever the hell their name is. Um, and what the, Steam, I think. I don't know. Whatever. Mercury Stream seems dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Not a good thing. Um, so the, the reason I like this Castlevania game so much, um, you know, obviously the listeners know that I'm a big person when it comes to, like, artistic value in games and, you know, like the, the art direction, the dialogue, the story, the music, you know, things like that. Um, and Lords of Shadow just kind of oozed this, you know? Yeah, um, that was at, uh, 
Just so I'm, uh, it's the first. It was, it was it was the reboot of the Castlevania series, if you will. The third person, third person, yeah. kind of like God of War y action adventure. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, um, I played it. I just... and, and it combined a lot of the aspects of a lot of my other favorite games. It had the massive boss battles of Shadow of the Colossus. It had the combat of God of War. It had the rich, amazing atmosphere and world of Castlevania to begin with. Um, it had Patrick Stewart narrating between levels. I mean. Come on. There's a 10 out of a 10 right there. <laughs> exactly. I mean, that would know. be amazing. I, I want to see, like, Gabe and Forbert do that just because they can. Be like, Patrick Stewart narrated this game. 10 out of 10. That's the entire I'm, review. I'm pretty sure they've done something like that in their annual uh, um, spoof pullout. Mm. Um, but Castlevania Lords of Shadow was a fantastic game. Even if you're not a Castlevania fan, I definitely recommend it to anybody who's able to play it. Um, because it was awesome. Uh, coming in at number four for me, which kind of a shocker, not really a shocker, potentially. Kind of a weird one. <laughs> kind of a weird one. It, it, one of these things is not like the other. Um, I, I put Rock Band 3 for my number four, and I, I just came to this realization recently. Not really realization, but you know, I've, I've been able to reflect on it recently more. Um, I recently retired my Rock Band gear um, because I p finally played through all 475 songs I have in my song library, um, which Goat and I actually tried doing the math, and we figured I probably spent about five $600 on the Rock Band games, um, which is simultaneously embarrassing and awesome. <laughs> but anyway. Um, Man, but it's a sweet car payment. Uh, actually, that's my rock band payment. <laughs> <laughs> Not all at once, over the course of like, you know. That's uh, what the thing we were talking about, too, is that like they, they chipped you away. Like, when you put it all together, that was the, the, the kicker of the face. You're like, but I did spend it over like seven years. So well, cause, 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 it's like installments. <laughs> well, think about it, because rock band, I, I only pegged rock band three because it was the most featured one, but... All of the Rock Band games are probably what you should look at if you want to do DLC correctly. Mm -hmm. Because thousands of songs released for Rock Band, I don't know a single person who owns all of them who, who would want to own all of them. I would. Well, just for the sake of being able to say... Just to have a hard drive on the side of my, on my, side of my TV <laughs> that says, has a Rock Band sticker. Like, that's Kim. Like, no, that's actually what's on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's all of the songs. Um... But I mean, Rock Band just had such a it, it. A lot of it is a lot of it is like nostalgia, but not the same kind of nostalgia you get from like playing Mario or Zelda nowadays. A lot of it for me is just, um. It, it's kind of memories of like you know playing the game with friends and remembering back to the very first Guitar Hero, which sparked me to actually want to get serious with learning how to play guitar and things like that. Um, and the fact that I can customize my song library with, you know, I, I don't think I've seen anyone with even remotely similar, like, DLC content. Like, I've got everything, you know, I've got the traditional, like, Slayer, Pantera, Anthrax, you know, Testament, Megadeth, stuff like that. And then yeah. I've got, and then I've got, like, Yanni. Don McLean, and I, I do have a Maroon 5 song, but it's only because my sister borrowed it for a weekend. Yeah. I, I swear. <laughs> I think I have one or two of theirs. Um, so stuff like that. Um, but Rock Band Three is just such a turning point in my own life personally. Um, I love the fact that you can, you, if it came down to it, somebody's Rock Band library could be like a, a dating point or like friendship point. 
We should hang out sometime. Let me see your Rock Band 3 library. We'll <laughs> you could. Kind of like, what, kinda uh, like with people's... What's like... this Kesha tune doing in there, huh? What's, uh, next, yeah, no, 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 no. It should not be next to Kill Switch Engage. <laughs> I can explain. Oh, that... Uh, I'd have no friends then based on that. Yeah. Anyway, so Rock Band 3. It was, it was good. I liked it. It was iconic. I'll give it to you. Um, and being a musician, it makes sense. Oh, yeah. Of course. Uh, coming in at number three, uh, the PS3 exclusive Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, listeners know that I'm a big fan of the Metal Gear franchise, and we only really got one real Metal Gear Solid game this year. This generation, excuse me. Because oh, yeah. um, Metal Gear Rising was good, but not a uh, Metal Gear Solid game. Um, Metal Gear Solid 4 was the reason that I bought a PS3, because I... Uh, you know, I, I started off with the 360 this generation because I won one for Mountain Dew and it was awesome um, until it broke three days later. Um, and then, you know, I, I had the Xbox and then I got the Wii and I was trying to find reasons to get the PS3. And so was, someone told me, it's just like, well, you should play Metal Gear. And I'm like, I, I, I don't know much about, you know, the Metal Gear games or anything like that. So I, I got the games. I got the, uh, uh, you know, one through three on the... Well, two and three on the PS2, and then one the GameCube remake, which everyone apparently swears is not an actual game. Um, and they were awesome, and they were—I I really enjoyed them. And then I actually looked into stuff about Metal Gear Solid Four and stuff like that, and it's like this looks even more fucking awesome. And so I, you know, I needed to buy a PS3 at that point, so I saved my monies and I did. Um, that was my selling point too. Honestly. Metal Gear? Yeah, I was like, oh, well, they're down to like 250 bucks, 300 bucks, whatever like that. I'm like, oh, I haven't played the new Metal Gear yet. Yeah. I'm like, it's exclusive, so I got to get it. All right, cool, whatever. See, I, and then that actually spliced into me getting Uncharted because it came with my system and Little Big Planet. So yeah. I was like, oh, okay. See, I think I bought my PS3 back when they were still 400 bucks brand new. And they were, because mine's just like a 40 gig. Oh, mine's a 250. Yeah. Well, my thing was, too, is I'm like, I don't absolutely need one. Kind of like the new generation. I'm like, eh. granted, hard drive space isn't an issue anymore. They realize that people need a lot of hard drive spaces. They're out the gate with the bigger hard drives. Well, yeah, since they're going to have, like, mandatory installs and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, but... Um, so, Metal Gear Solid 4, I mean, whenever someone asks me about the gameplay of Metal Gear games who have never played it and stuff like that, they ask me what's my favorite, and the, the I always say the story of 3 is my favorite, but the gameplay in 4 is my favorite, because it had, it was so streamlined, it was a little bit more action-y, you could theoretically play the entire game as a first-person shooter if you wanted to, it's that versatile, although I don't know weird. why you'd want to, because it's a stealth game, but... That would be super weird. Um, I think there might actually be a trophy for playing the entire game in first-person mode, which seems to diminish the point, but, you know. Yeah, um, whatever, yeah, you get your dude bro population in there, more units sold. Yeah, yeah something oh, like that. Oh, it's Call of Duty, sure it is, buddy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, a guy <laughs> with a porn stash, you know, stuff like that. Um, His name is Theo. <laughs> um... But I, I think I think what I like most about Metal Gear Solid Four was the fact that um it actually managed to tie up all the batshit insane loose ends from the rest of the series. Um aside from maybe like one or two, which really weren't major things to begin with. Um you you, you okay there, bro? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Goat is uh breaking his microphone over here. Yeah, I think it was already broken. It works, it's just <laughs> Um, 
So yeah, so uh, so Metal Gear Solid Four. Although I will admit though, um, a lot of people talk about Metal Gear Online, which came with Metal Gear Solid Four. I never touched it, not once. Why? I don't know. I, well, you know, I'm no, not no, no, no. I understand why you didn't. Why would yeah. you touch it? Is my question. Why? I don't know. A lot, just, a lot yeah. of people, a lot of people thought it was really good. Apparently, I don't know. I don't get this whole slapping online crap with it. It just. Wow, it falls. It falls. That all falls under the whole Tomb Raider thing and the whole hey, it's the multiplayer on it. It's... I never claim to understand the minds of mainstream gamers or yeah. even mainstream like mainstream people. hardcore gamers for that matter. Mainstream anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, coming in at number two, um, actually possibly a shocker. Um, the Wii exclusive Xenoblade Chronicles uh, is my second favorite game of this console generation, and and. You know, I, I've talked about Xenoblade on the show before. Yeah. Obviously, you know it, it's a good. Uh, you and Dan and Joe were yapping about it two weeks ago. Or yeah, because shows ago because it's, aw- it's an awesome game, and and a lot of it was just, you know, we live in a world where with JRPGs you're either it, it's like all or nothing. Yeah. Like it's not how it used to be. You're either like on either side of the spectrum, and one side of the spectrum is like Final Fantasy 13, which doesn't have many shreds of actual JRPG to it. Yeah. And on the other side is Mugen Souls, which is so much Japanese that you want to shoot yourself with the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, in a world where, you know, you, there's not a whole lot of middle ground, Xenoblade came forward and kind of filled that gap. Um, it's got tra- it's got kind of traditional JRPG gameplay. Uh, I say tr- traditional loosely because it's based off of Final Fantasy XII, which I enjoyed. I don't know about yeah. anybody else. Yeah, it was um, good. So it's got, like, MMO-style combat, stuff like that. Um, the story was actually mildly original, what with the whole, you know, robots versus fleshy beings and stuff. I, I realize that I think that was a Terminator movie, but... Um, if it works. But uh, Terminator it, didn't release in Japan, so they didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, it's, it's a brand new idea, guys. It's, it's never to- happened. Totally a new thing. A totally a new thing. Um... But uh, but with Xenoblade, you actually got emotionally invested in the characters because they all had, you know, they were all interesting. They all, you know, had relationships to other characters and you can kind of relate to it. And, you know, when people died, you actually felt sad about it. When people, you know, got more powerful, you actually felt all, fuck yeah, I'm going to fuck some bitches up. You know, stuff like that. And every single time Ryan said, it's Ryan time, you wanted to punch him in the face, both in the game and in real life. Um, you, 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 never, uh, you never played Xenoblade, did no, you? No, I, I you? have it on loan. I just haven't got around to it. Uh, there, there, you'll, you'll quickly learn to hate um, Ryan, the character. He, he's a good character, but he repeats the same, like, three things during combat oh. over and over again. Yeah, but it's JRPG. You kind of come used to that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he he's not terrible. It's just anyway. Um he's not he's not comforting either. <laughs> yeah. Um the only gripe I ever really had about Xenoblade was the fact that the graphics were a little subpar, but even some of the expansiveness of some of the environments was very impressive considering it's a Wii game. Um and the fact that the, my only complaint is that the graphics are a little hard to look at at some points. Well, it's is, on Wii, so I mean... You well, gotta... it's on the Wii, so you kind of give it a pass, yeah. but, you know, that's really high praise if the only thing I can find wrong with it is the visuals. Especially being on that platform. Especially being on the Wii. So, you know, I mean, it, I think the only game that was seriously better looking than it was, like, Super Mario Galaxy. So, that's... 
That's not bad then. No, that's not bad at all. They're in the um, upper crust of the, of the the Wii world. Yeah, like I said, some of the environments, like the first time you get out into an open field with you know the monsters and stuff like that, um, you'll see like these big like cliffs, and then you'll see the the, the entire um, game takes place on these two uh, robots that are frozen in time from yeah. a battle. Yeah, yeah, I heard ago. that. Um, and you'll actually see like the other robot like in the sky behind you and you're just like shit that's awesome and then you realize it's just and then you get to a point where you actually explore like almost every body part of both robots and stuff like that and it was so damn cool huh. um the maps are built that way it's just a profile shot of the full body of each individual robot and it'll <laughs> show you just like you're at the kneecap you know stuff <laughs> like that so and we're getting right at the knee where the pancreas would be it'd be a sharp left <laughs> Um, so Xenoblade Chronicles, um, for anyone who's been hurting for a traditional JRPG, should definitely look into it. Um, however, speaking of JRPG and coming in at my number one is, uh, Nino Kuni Wrath of the White Witch on PS3. Um, our first show ever, um, was our first and only review so far. Um, and I did Nino Kuni and I couldn't speak more highly enough, um, of it. Um... The fact that they, it, it was it was something new in the JRPG world. It was it was something that we hadn't seen before. It was combat that we kind of saw before, but it was it was streamlined a little bit, so it went really smoothly. The graphics and the animation were beautiful because they actually took Studio Ghibli, a well-renowned anime studio, to actually animate it and you know characterize it and stuff like that. Um, the fact that the story you were playing as a young boy named Oliver who wanted nothing more than to save his mother instead of, you know, either... Oh, you ruined it, goat. Yeah, my bad. Um, instead of, you know, muscle-bound guy with a big sword that just wants to save the world or androgynous guy with big sword that wants to save the world was such a breath breath of fresh air for the JRPG genre. He didn't even have a sword, did he? He didn't even have a sword. He had a book. He had a book, and he would send, you know, it, it was like Pokemon. He would have these creatures, and he would just be like, you, fight for me, and then you're fighting as them, and, and they would have, uh, you know, they would have their abilities, and they would actually evolve as they get older and stuff like that, and it was really cool. It, it combined the best of Pokemon and, like, the Tales games and Final Fantasy and fucking... Oh my god, it was it was such a great game. The art style, the music, the music. I this is the most modern game I think, technically. <laughs> um that I've actually bothered to learn some of the music to play on guitar. Um not very good considering it's actually fully like orchestrated and, you know, very missing a couple pieces. Very complex and stuff like that, but I, I've got a couple parts to it. Um <laughs> But every aspect of this game, I I seriously look back at it and I can't think of a single flaw about it. And I tell every single person I know to play it, whether they play JRPGs or not, which leads to a lot of arguments when oh, people I, play a lot I, of first-person shooters. I still got to play it. I just one of those I got to pick it up because it's going to take me forever to get through. You'll need to take like a vacation to in order to like get into the meat of it too. No, I'll just plop down just like every night, you know. Just uh, the schedule gaming time and, you know, hour here, hour here, hour here. No, this isn't the kind of game you can get anything done in just an hour. Well, I didn't say that. I just... <laughs> <laughs> it just... 
it's it's the compromise of a busy life and video gaming. Something yeah. gives. Well, video games get shoved in there. If it takes me six years to get through the game at an hour apiece, so be it. I got through the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, and Nino Cooney. I I I think it might be the most perfect game in my opinion this console generation. Uh, not just because it's so well built, but it's something. It's it's legitimately innovative, and that's something that really got to me. Um, you know, especially like I said, in a genre where there's not a whole lot of innovation these days um, with JRPGs. So, what 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 are you laughing about? No, the, the, you, you're the, you're agreeing with me. Yeah, the truth in, a, in, a, in an evil. No, no, even I was laughing at the fact that that's very truthful. With the JRPGs are like rinse, repeat. Throw. Oh, yeah. It's repeat. Throw. Oh, yeah. Why is nobody buying them? We've already played this one ten times this council generation. <laughs> yeah. So. And then Nino Kuna comes out, and they're like, you haven't played this one? And they're like, yeah, oh, no, we haven't. <laughs> he was like, all the press I seen, they were like, oh, it's another JRPG. And then the reviews came in, and they're like, no, really, it's not. No. We, we, we are sorry we made that assumption. Seriously. I, I really I really want there to be a sequel at some point, but I don't think there will be. Um, and... Anyone who's played it knows why there probably won't be a sequel. Um, but it's so unique. I don't want that to, like, I don't want a sequel to, like, tarnish the reputation, you know? I, I think it's perfect on its own. Some games need to be just their own entity. Yeah. Yeah. So. Now, if they if that studio made, I, from what I've understood, it'd be better if the, that studio made another game like it. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But not definitely. a sequel. Definitely. I, I, if I've learned the same team, like if they managed to collaborate with Studio Ghibli again, mm -hmm. I would pre-order it as soon as I heard about it, you know, yeah. because I'm that confident and stuff the like super that. super awesome cutout yeah. exclusive edition that oh, yeah. comes in a yeah. giant crate with four people in it. <laughs> I'd buy that. <laughs> I, I'm not even ashamed. <laughs> I'd buy that. Uh, so now that you know my uh, top five games, let, let's hear what GOAT has come up with. Okay, Goat. What, what do you what do you got? Mine aren't as uh, inventive or... Yeah, originally when I pitched this idea to Goat yesterday because we didn't have much of a, a show to run on, he's like, so I'll do all four Forza games on 360 and then Fable 3. And I'm like, uh, let's limit it to one per franchise if we can. I was just razzing you. Uh, let's see. What did I come up with? At yeah, number that's what they all say. <laughs> at number five. Yeah, start with five. Yeah, <laughs> the only game that I really remember giving a shit about on the Wii at all. <laughs> so it's that says something. That's you know. Yeah. It, yeah. You know, it was it was pinnacle because well it was it it was the Super Mario Brothers Wii. Yeah. But it was it was great. I loved it. It was exactly what that console needed at the exact time. Well, maybe a little earlier, but at the exact time it came out. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And it it really revolutionized like how we play Mario. Because now not to play four-player Mario seems weird. Odd. But then it was like, are you insane? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember everyone was just kind of like, how's that going to work? You know, is, is everyone going to... Yeah, yeah, and a lot of death is going to happen. And a lot of friendships have been broken. Which and... <laughs> it did, don't get us wrong. But, you know, but it, it all worked out in the end. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. Uh, let's see, what do we got here? Coming in at number four is Heavy Rain. Because... It was awesome. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was something uh, legitimately unique um, in terms of storytelling and stuff like that. And a lot of people got angry at it because you know they're like, oh, "It's just quick time events." Well, yeah, but that's that was the beauty of that game. 
it, it's you had to be on the ready at all times because you didn't know when you needed to input. I remember the first time I played it, that scene where you're driving down the highway the wrong way with yeah. the shout with the rain and stuff like that. I remember at one point, like he got on and and like nothing was going wrong, and I legitimately put down my controller to like check my phone or something yeah. like that, and then and then <laughs> and then he like got sideswiped by a car, and I was like, oh shit, you know, and I picked up the controller and went. The phone rest of goes the way. flying, controller. Oh god, phone, phone went flying. Cat might have gotten hurt. <laughs> But no, it, it was it was great. I, 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 that was the big thing that got me sucked into it, though, was the fact that you had to be on the ready. A, oh, yeah. A, a, any second, you're like, you know, and you're like always scanning the screen, and like, you know, you're almost in cat mode because you're scanning the screen, like, is there a button I'm supposed to be pushing? Is there, what, what's going on? What? And and <laughs> I really like that about the game because, you know, admittedly, during some games, if like a cutscene is playing or something yeah. like that, I might phase out and lose interest or like, and yeah, totally yeah. miss something important or something I, I like that. I have a bad habit of going to get a drink during cutscenes. Yeah. Well, your kitchen is yeah. relatively close to still, your TV. I'm not, yeah, I'm so. not still paying attention to it. You know, I, it's in the background. I can hear high points, and I'm like, oh, I hear yelling. I should probably get back. Right. <laughs> um, but Heavy Rain doesn't let you kind of walk away, as it no. were. So you have to. So you are glued to the game from start to finish. Yeah. So that was something that I really liked about it. So and it also led into like you know like Walking Dead and stuff like that. So I mean, it, like it the, paved the way for other games yeah. that wanted to pride storytelling. Yeah. Above all else. Yes, that's why they're, they're they're high on my list. I'm really hoping that, that Beyond Two Worlds is by them, right? Yeah, coming yeah. out in like October or something. Yeah. So I will be pre-ordering that based on their previous record. <laughs> well, good. That's that's why people pre-order games. <laughs> no, they pre-order for the, the random crap. I, I, I yeah, I've been known to pre-order games based on random crap. Mm-hmm. I admit. Yeah. yeah, you just pre-ordered what X and Y because you got uh, what a live. Pikachu in the mail. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You're just jealous, okay? <laughs> yeah, I got Bulbasaur. Uh, <laughs> I got to deal with him crapping on the rug. <laughs> Let's see where we at. Number three for me, and and you should be grinning ear to ear, and all of our listeners should I already be grinning know ear what it, I already know what it is. Because Bioshock <laughs> Infinite has made the list. Which, which... It's all your guys' fault. It, it's all our <laughs> fault. I, I will gladly take credit for this. No, no fucks given. I, yeah, I mean, it, it, and thank you. It, that was a. To the, it, it's, ladies and gentlemen, before the show, Goat and I were, you know, he mentioned that Bioshock Infinite is on his list, and I'm like, and he mentioned it's like because it's so like, it it gave him faith in first person games again, not like total faith, but like maybe I'll give him a shot once in a while. Well, they're, they're back which on you my did radar. With, which you did with Metro, and yeah. then you hated it. So well, they're, they're back <laughs> on my radar, though, to where like, all right, you know, people can make good first person games. Yeah, again. yeah, because they're for like, I don't know, since like the PC era, I was just like, I wouldn't touch it because I'm like, no, it's junk. I can guarantee I know what it is. It's the same song and dance. It's over. Yeah, and Bioshock opened my eyes, and they're like, no, there's people out there who are who are going against the curve. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you keep in mind, I mean, a lot of that is thanks to the genius of Ken Levine, the uh, creative director for the game. Yeah. Um, who, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, uh, it was just announced a oh, couple yeah. days ago He's that doing that movie that uh, Ken Levine is writing. Yeah, is the screenplay or something for Logan's Run, which I don't know what that is. I think that's it's a an older movie, or a, or a movie. Well, whatever. it's both. It's a book made into a movie, or yeah. and then it's, made into a, another movie. I think it's a book that's made into a movie that's going to be rebooted by Kevin Levine. That makes sense. Ken, Ken, Levine. not Kevin, which is good because you know. Why did I say Kevin? It's your fault. It's, all, it's of course it is. Anything to do with Bioshock is automatically your fault. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll take the blame for that. 
Uh, but yeah, that was that was good times. Okay, and then the, the top two obviously is pretty. If anybody knows uh, me, these are pretty. Uh, I, I, know but, where, but, I know where this is going. But it's it, my thing was is I went I went into this like most hours played right, and these two I've got way. Almost embarrassing, way too much time involved. In no, 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 no. You, you don't know embarrassing amount of hours <laughs> until you've seen how many times uh, Moses has played Mass Effect. All of them. Oh, my. He, he's, he's, uh, he apparently played Mass Effect 3 18 times. Wow. And Mass Effect's not a short game, mind no, you. No, no, it's like, what, 10, 12? It, uh, I, or upwards. I've never played any of them. When, when I finished Mass Effect 3, I think I put about 25 hours into it. Wow. Yeah. And you're not exactly a wander around the, the bush kind of guy. No, I am. With Mass Effect, I oh, am. Oh, are you? The way I always play open world games, or relatively open world games like Mass Effect, is do all the side shit first and then get to the story. So I, quote, completed Mass Effect... Is it raining? I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, we just have a ghost outside our window. Yeah. Um. Uh, Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Mass- oh, yeah. So <laughs> so I, quote, completed Mass Effect 3 at, like, 25, 30 hours. Oh, okay. So, but, but his big thing with Mass Effect was to he wanted to get every single scenario because he, you can make choices in Mass Effect that change the story a little bit and stuff no, like so that. No, so it's like so, Fable. So it's like Fable, except this one's a little bit, well, except for the ending. Uh, it, it's a little bit more, like, it actually alters the path a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, Fable, the choices always seemed like more cosmetic differences. No. Uh, For the most part, a lot of them were... Well, there was, there was a couple quests in 2 and 3 that you couldn't get if you were not of the right alignment. Well, right, but my my saying for... Uh... My saying for Mass Effect was, like, if you make a decision in the first game, it'll carry over, like, into the third game. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was the big thing that everybody was yapping about. Which is why I made damn sure to punch that reporter all three times. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what was your number two? Uh, My number two is Forza 4. Forza 4. Three was good. Not a a surprise. (laughs) Yeah, two two was awesome. But four, the reason I picked four is because they're finally getting everything to... to, Get, roll your eyes now. I know it's a racing game, but they're getting all the pieces to fall into place so they work seamlessly. Like mm. the community's actually involved. They brought in the Top Gear guys, so there's like this little like challenge section now. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's it's all coming together. Five should be decent if they don't screw it up. Which I turn ten, I have complete faith. How can in. they screw up Forza? They just have to do the same thing, add n- new races, and you're good. They broke GT. Did they? Yeah, it got really bad. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. So, and then number one, based on hours and and dedication <laughs> and the also, fact that I still probably will play it again this month. Also, not a surprise <laughs> whatsoever. Is, is Fable three. I I I am five achievements away from completing five. <laughs> I'm not surprised in the least bit. I'm still surprised that Fable three is such a. I don't know. I, I don't know if it's just because you're a Fable fanboy or if it's like, I don't know. The first one will always be the best one to me. I like the first one. The first one's good, but it doesn't count here. Yeah. And two. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I've, I've and, made that rule. Well, not I? yet. Te- technically, it won't count until. No, no, no. Because remember, our other rule was no re-releases. Otherwise, oh, right. otherwise yeah. my top two would be like Metroid yeah. Prime Trilogy yeah. and Okami. <laughs> good point. So, uh, yeah, but I mean, it won't. Won't even be an issue until anniversary comes out. But my big thing with two, and I would have put two on there, but it, it this um, 
again, they got three. Three got it. Like they got the rid of the tether for on for multiplayer. Like I can go this way, you can go that way, and we can meet up in the middle. We're not tethered by the screen, which is annoying. Yeah, at minimal. <laughs> yeah, and and like I like the fact that they finally put you becoming ruler as halfway. So there's after that. Yeah, that was that was something I will give Fable Three credit for because you know you. Obviously, even on the like cover itself, you yeah. knew you were going to be king or um, queen. Or queen. <laughs> Thank you, Mister Politically Correct. Which is odd coming from you, Mister Not Politically Correct. Um, it's okay. I'll kill my politically correctness because my female character is as far evil as you can get. I figured that was fitting. <laughs> and you can send <laughs> your letters too. Um. But yeah, that was something that was cool. You know, you'd expect something like you know the very end of it. You know, you become king, and then you get to reap the rewards for the for the end game. Yeah, but it, yeah, but no, Fa- Fable actually Fable Three actually made it so that it was a major gameplay mechanic for the, the yeah. whole second half of the game. Um, and it was it took it took a minute to get the hang of what I was supposed to be doing. I'm like, oh, we can't kill, we can kill everything. Whoa, there's a lot more involved here. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I I have to ask with the huge sum of money you had to raise at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Did you get? Did you do it legitimately, or did you do what I did and you like left it on overnight so that you can like let the gold regenerate? I did it legitimately both times actually, because I did uh, one character and I did another character. Oh, because 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 well, I, technically I didn't do it legitimately the second time because I just went with the positive money for all the all the uh, now it's raining yeah. uh, for all the um, uh, decisions. Yeah, you know, or you could lose twenty grand, or you can get twenty grand. Yeah, whatever, twenty grand. <laughs> positive, 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 and that's all I did. I didn't, you know, I was going through to get that tough love achievement, so I was just like, I don't, whatever. Yeah, Reaver can just go to town here. I really don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. my other world looks a little different than my first world that I actually cared and tried to do like the right thing and like mold it to like, actual ideas. Right. Right. So. Well, there you go. No, uh, Fable Three, I. I I'll, I'll put it this way. I enjoyed Fable 3 a hell of a lot more than I did 2. 2 was forced. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean, they but, put out Lost Chapters. It was great. It was good. I'm like, I had so many high hopes for Fable 2, and then I seen it, and I was like, nope. Wow, guys. Really? Wow. Just people will buy it. Take the extra time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. So, so there we go. Yeah. Um, so there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Mine and Goat's top five games of the console generation respectively um but of course this is gamerhead radio and we can't do anything without asking you guys your input so let's take a look at the mailbag so the mailbag question this week um of course was uh, scroll up mike uh what is your favorite moment or game from the past console generation and uh, things got a little hairy there on wording. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm apparently going to I'm apparently not specific enough in situations like this um, or people don't know how to read either way. Well, no, I, I actually you weren't specific enough because I read it, too. And I, if you don't, it, it just, I, I read it. I'm like, oh, OK. And I'm like, oh, current. If you don't know what the current generation. I'm considering generation... it past, okay? Yeah. I mean, you know, well, some, te- technically, most people got it. Technically to the. I don't know. The way I thought of it was they're not out yet, so we're still in the current. Yeah. But then again, that then there was that weird thing where the Wii U is technically current then, and I was like, I yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so what you guys had to say, uh, Cameron said, you're talking about the 360 slash PS3 generation, right? See, someone gets it. 
the sniper level from COD4 when you're crawling through the field, vehicles and people are walking right past you. A lot of tension in that moment. I will give it that because it was. Uh, I know you you're not a first person person, yeah. so. Um, but no, that that was legitimate. Which one was number like Modern Warfare? Modern Warfare One. No, that was before my time. Yeah, that was like in 07, Yeah, I, I gave I think. Uh, Modern Warfare Two uh, a viewing. <laughs> yeah, Modern Warfare Two was the beginning of the whole dude bro movement. Okay. Um, but Modern Warfare One, no, there was this awesome level. Which, if I still have my copy of Call of Duty Four, I might make you play it just for that one level. No, that's fine. Um, there's this level in Call of Duty Four where you're in you and your like mentor kind of person are in ghillie suits. You know what ghillie yeah. suits are, right? Oh, yeah. And, and you're going through Chernobyl, and you're supposed to assassinate this one guy. Um, and you're literally just, like, two guys. And you're, uh, your commanding officer tells you, just, like, stay right on me the entire time so you don't get seen. And you have to stay, like, on his ass so that, you know, because you'll be screwed if anyone sees you and catches you and stuff like that. Because you're not armed whatsoever except for your, like, massive 50 cal sniper rifle. That... something small. Right. Can't see that. <laughs> Um, so a dark mission. So so you get through the whole mission, and there are a lot of really cool, tense moments. There, there's a when you first start the mission, you legitimately think there's no one in front of you, and then your guy gets up like out of the brush in front of you, and just like, holy shit, where did he come from? Um, and then once you actually have to take the shot, you know he's spotting, and you're actually gonna fire, and you have to actually take into account like the Coriolis effect, like the rotation of the Earth's, yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, rotation yeah um and stuff like that in order to make the shot and it's really cool to actually be able to think about that stuff and a lot of people really wanted the future call of duty games to have moments like that but they didn't um well it didn't i don't know that was the single most unique moment in the entire history of the call of duty franchise and i i i I, based on that that sounds awesome i will borrow that um but that's too close to reality and with as big as that came it's probably the best idea they had not to include stuff like that yeah, that's true. That's true. Because, cause, like, then there was the no Russian level in Modern Warfare 2, and everyone was just like, oh, my God. Everyone yeah. hates Russians. Um, Cameron says, honorable mention, the Mile High Club. Um, what? Also in Call of Duty 4. Oh. <laughs> um, spending two days straight trying to beat the level on Veteran. Infinity Ward really needs to bring back a challenging level like that, as frustrating as it was. So there was this thing during the credits of Call of Duty 4 where you were, like, on a plane, um, and you had to get to like the cockpit in a certain amount of time and it was really fucking hard just because you had to it was like an f-zero level you had to have every part of this level like down to a science and ingrained in your dna you'd have to like turn a corner throw a knife shoot the two guys throw a grenade dodge you had to it was it was it was like Like playing a straight up autopilot muscle you had to to get into a rhythm about it okay and there were so i'll show you youtube videos after this um after we're done recording here it was mind-boggling how these people did it and then and then when there were challenges like doing all that in like 30 seconds it's like what so what you're saying is i came in one modern warfare two yeah late you did (laughs) you did um our buddy taylor of course uh says forza three and four have taken up a lot of my time along with assassin's creed series halo three et al uh saints row three just cause two and fallout three something i'm noticing about almost all those Mm. open world games yeah, something else I except noticed for, about it. Except him? for Forza. Huh. <laughs> Sequels galore. No, 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 no. <laughs> Assassin's Creed series. Okay, I'm just... Yeah, but it's like Forza 3, 4, to, and Halo me, 3. Yes. Well, this, this is... Saints Row 3. 
Well, to be two, three. Okay, to be fair, Fallout Three wasn't much of a sequel. Well, it was more of a reboot. It was just a lot but... of numbers. I was kind of like, wow. Okay, right. <laughs> Have we hit that point? Yeah. Uh, Paul says I'm behind the time, so my console memory would be the PS2 and MotoGP 2007. Yeah, you should probably catch up. Uh, what else we got here? Yeah, but Paul's a movie guy. Is he? Yeah, he's doing the the Good Bad Horrible podcast. That's Polly Redcoat. Oh, okay. So so he's watching more movies than while we play more video games. <laughs> oh, okay then. Uh, of course, our buddy Matt, who co-hosted the last episode, said, When I downloaded Breath of Fire 2 for Wii, but only played it for five minutes. <laughs> um, and then his serious answer is, obviously, it's making creator wrestlers for WWE 13. I probably put hundreds of hours into that. And I don't doubt it. Because yeah. he's got... He's a lot, said, like fifty, right? Yeah, he said something like fifty or so. yeah. When, after the show last week, he said he's made like fifty wrestlers. Which well, every character he comes up with his show becomes a wrestler on his WWE. 13. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, There's some great characters. I wish he'd just open them up. I really would, but he's 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 partial to his his thousand dollar man. <laughs> well, how could you not be? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Razi said, as much as I love Metroid, I'm going to have to go with Xenoblade Chronicles for my favorite game. See, I, I like this guy. Um, my only problems with that game were relatively minor graphics-related crap, which is high praise. The music, the sweeping story, the beautiful environments, the awesome voice acting, the addicting combat, the thrill of exploration, just everything in that game synergized into a breathtaking experience greater than the sum of its parts. I'd go into my favorite moments from Xenoblade, but I believe one of the hosts was still playing it somehow. I'll just say that Dunban's taste in Friends could have been better. And, yeah, Goat, I'm, I'm Goat, uh, Goat hasn't played it yet. He's working on it. Um, you know, I, I missed Razi. Yeah, he, he's been he, gone he for a couple weeks. He hasn't been here for a while. So. Yeah, and, then, and I just like his gusto. Yeah. <laughs> Gusto? Yes. He's just like, here it is. And it's very matter-of-fact Gusto. Like, I like this because of this, this, and this. Eat it. And, and that's away. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> and then he leaves a reply like, yeah. my favorite part is when that twist happens. And, yeah. In all caps and et cetera. In ghetto. Anyway. Um, and then, of course, um, uh, Tim didn't get the memo and said his favorite uh, memories are Adventures of Link, Ocarina of Time on the N64, which is confusing because Adventures of Link was an NES game and Ocarina of Time was an N64 game. Um, so some people have other things to do than what we do. So we're doing I'm, them a service. I'm, I'm, yeah. So I'm a little confused as to whatever Ocarina will always be on. I think Ocarina is going to be one of those games that'll stand the test of time. Oh, of course. Especially, It'll come out in 4D and all that. Especially if Nintendo keeps remaking it. Yeah. So um, it'll be on the 17DS, the one that like you know. Telepathically shares the, everything the to your virtual, family. The virtual yeah. DS. There's going to be a virtual DS one day, and it's going to have four screens. See, two on each eye. So here's the thing: <laughs> that if they did virtual DS, I'd finally play Spirit Tracks because I can actually be <laughs> on the L. <laughs> Why is that guy being all weird on the L? Ah, oh, it's a Spirit Tracks. He, he's playing a Zelda game. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Is he is he hacking invisible people? Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> um. Believe it or not, that's all we got today, uh, kids. Well, it was a short episode because, like we said, not lack whole, of not a whole lot going on. However, lack um, of lack of. <laughs> however, and and I I haven't said anything about this publicly yet. Um, I I don't want to say this is confirmed because I know this man, and if you ever say something is confirmed, that means he wants it to happen, but it probably won't happen. Um, the the next next episode, yeah, next episode, yeah. Um, we should have a very very special guest host. 
Um, I'm not going to announce who it is, although you can uh, probably take a guess if you remember our schedules. Um, yeah, again, he's, he's filling in for me because yeah, filling in for you because I'm completely unavailable. You're next week. Uh, <laughs> you're uh, you're doing the musics or something like I that. I got two shows in two days in two different times. Yeah, <laughs> crazy week. Speaking of which, uh, seven let's, guys let's... and a banjo. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what needles should change their names to, you know. So many guys at a ban- Who the hell's gonna play the banjo? I can play the banjo. Oh, okay. So you'll, we'll be uh, up to eight. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, speaking of uh, seven guys in a banjo, uh, <laughs> let's get our plugs out of the way. Goat, what do you got? Uh, let's see. Next. Speaking of crazy, next week, uh, Friday, June twenty eighth, in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, I'm filling in for uh, Sideswipe. They're uh, playing with Bad Axis and a couple other bands. Uh, what, then, what venue? That's at Bar 3, Rockford. Oh, you just played there a yeah. weeks ago. And then uh, <laughs> it gets even funnier because then the following night, the Saturday, June 29th, I'm in Rockford. I'm in Rockford. No, I'm in DeKalb. <laughs> yeah, see? This is crazy already. I'm in DeKalb, Illinois with 29 Needles. And, you know, I'm not filling in for them. I work for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're playing Autos with uh, Catalyst. So cool. You can see... Me do some one-off stuff. See, me do my normal stuff. You got you got two opportunities. <laughs> a lot of goat opportunities here. Yeah, you like you like that? I, yeah, patent pending. <laughs> Just like hashtag mania. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> mine, Matt. Uh, what's your big one? What is my big? Oh shit! Yeah, oh my big... god! What's my? Oh, big I've been one? so focused on next weekend because it's so crazy and chaotic. <laughs> that's that's a week away. Oh uh, my god! The, the huge one. <laughs> People thought people are probably getting a realization that I am a very busy person now, <laughs> and they'd be correct. Oh my god! July fifth, we're uh, up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Twenty Nine Needles. Uh, we're opening for Kill Switch Engage at oh the god. Rave. Uh, tickets are twenty five bucks. You can get them through us on the Facebook page. Because they're can... sold out. Otherwise, aren't they? Maybe, sort of. No, Not quite. No, I don't think so. I'm thinking of the Mushroom Med one. That so was weeks ago. Yeah. Cool. Um, so yeah, you can do that. Or. If you really want to go the distance. Yeah. <laughs> also on June 29th, I'm returning to the stage at Video Games Live uh, at the Ralston Arena in Omaha, Nebraska. Um, tickets start at 14 bucks, go all the way to $150. Um, this should be a good show. Um, I'm, uh, I'm particularly excited. I'm going to be playing on One Winged Angel again. Nice. Which, nice. Uh, which you know, is my favorite song, so that's cool. Um, Are you doing the Slayer version? or? <laughs> oh, of course. Um <laughs> I, here I was. I was about to plug the the performance I'm putting on at my Best Buy after hours in two days, but no that's one. That's really pointless. That's really, no. yeah, that's really <laughs> irrelevant since I don't think any of my coworkers listen to the podcast. Um, but well, they're probably going to be there anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but of course, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash Gamerhead Radio. Um, follow us on Twitter at Gamerhead Radio. Send any email you have whatsoever to editors at GamerheadRadio.com. Uh, if you feel the absolute need to leave us a voicemail, uh, call us at 94926Gamer. I don't know what the numbers are. You can figure it out yourself. Um, actually, actually, if anybody wants to, I, I want, uh, we can use the voicemail to our, uh, advantage to see how this works. Uh. Since we had Charlie on a couple of weeks ago for Pokemon interpret or, uh, impressions, uh oh, call in and give us your best, best uh, Pokemon, Pokemon impression. There you go. There, there's a challenge for you listeners, <laughs> and we will put them on the show. 
unless you don't want us to yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, but but yeah. we unless probably you're like will. in witness protection or something crazy. <laughs> and then we'll just reverse your name instead of like Tim Edwards, you're now Eddie Tims. Uh <laughs> Good morning, Mr. Thompson. You're supposed to say hello. <laughs> um yeah, random, let's, let's do that. Random. I want to I want to hear uh, hear what we can do here. Oh my god. You know we're going to get like 18 voicemails That's from fine. Charlie and Matt. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> They'll duke it out, and then we'll have them, and, and if we figure it out, we'll bring them back on the we'll, show, we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll have them debate who is better. We'll put them back. Yeah, actually, that reminds me. Um, guys, so obviously, la- in the last two weeks, we've had a ton of guest hosts. Um, between think, Yeah, if you do the weight, I think we've literally had a ton of <laughs> guest hosts. Okay, careful there. Um, we had 29 Needles frontman Skylar Jensen. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, uh, who the hell else would you had? Our friends Joe King and Dan Lotke. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, of course, uh, good friends of ours and uh, fellow gaming aficionados, uh, Charlie Worthley and Matt Elfring from uh, Matt and Lewis vs. the Net. Um, well, if, Matt's from Matt and Lewis vs. the Net. <laughs> right. Charlie's just, Charlie's from, you know, he, he's Forum Land. <laughs> Forum Land from the Players Club and yeah. Curiosity <laughs> and Android for Everyone yes. and et cetera. Um, if there were any of those guest hosts that you specifically want us to try to get more often, because we're definitely going to have uh, some of them back oh, yeah. again, because we had a great time with them here. Um, well, it spices it up. People get tired of our voices. <laughs> I don't know why. You know, um, I get tired of my voice. I'm sure others that's do. That's unfortunate. Um, so if, if there were any guest hosts that you specifically want us to have on out of those, uh, if you enjoyed any of them specifically, uh, let us know, because we do... Um, all of them said that they'd be they'd love to be back at, oh, yeah. in some capacity. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's everything. Hell, if you even want to put on the Facebook ideas of who you want to be guest hosts, we can. Yeah, this guy's the go, we're, go, we're trying we're we trying can, to get a we're trying to get a uh, stable going here. <laughs> yeah, once we actually figure out how to record Skype things, we might actually do some more uh, high profile guest hosts. But I don't want to make yes, any promises. Like VJ from Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> How is VJ from Nebraska any different from VJ from Illinois? Well, it'd be on Skype, so it's high profile. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, I'm, from ne- I'm in Nebraska. How is it? It's fucking Nebraska. <laughs> anyway, this episode of the Gamerhead Radio. I almost said podcast. Yeah, That's dangerous. Well, yeah, we can't that- do that anymore. <laughs> This episode of Gamerhead Radio is thank. Oh my God! <laughs> this episode of Gamerhead Radio is brought to you by the Happy Mask Shop. No, I don't have that mask that ends the world. Stop asking me. This has been Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>